welcome in to yet another special edition of Sportball. I'm your boy, Sam. With me, as always, are my two, I don't know if I would say partners in crime, perhaps Nemesai, perhaps just acquaintances, Seth and Kyle. Hello. Greetings to you from the great state of Washington. Uh, can confirm. Russell Wilson's house has been packed up. Had to, you know, help out with some of the logistics. Uh, console him and have him console me. But uh, here we are. Excellent. I'm glad he had enough money to hire you to help move. <laughs> I am here, just in my usual place. What are you eating? Ice, baby. He's, a, <laughs> he's an addict. <laughs> I need iron. Isn't that what, when you chew ice, you have an iron deficiency? Hmm. I don't know. All right, well, we're you. not doctors. <laughs> uh, well, here we are. We sit here with my two drinks. Three if you count ice. Kyle and his beanie. Seth in Washington, and we have three sports to cover. Well, technically, two sports. Three leagues. One dream. Uh, <laughs> I feel like there's just been a lot going on in sports the last couple weeks. You guys feel that way? Because we've had March Madness, which is crazy in itself. We have the NBA ramping up for the playoffs, and we also have NFL free agency. So what are we supposed to do? Record Talk a, about pod, it I guess. a podcast, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with NFL free agency because I feel like that's that's the most newsy thing happening right now. That's what people want us to talk about. Okay, that's now, never impacted us before. <laughs> no, certainly not. But we thought today <laughs> we'd actually take the listeners to heart. Now, I want to start off with, as Seth mentioned, your boy the one man who's always been there for you in your life and who never joined a team that you would consider a rival despite your best wishes, Russell Wilson, Russell Hustle and Bustle, formerly of the Seattle Seahawks, has been traded to the Denver Broncos, which honestly is pretty convenient for us because we all love Denver teams anyway. I mean, we're big Honey fans, so we're already inclined to root for Denver. They got back three firsts. Noah Fant and Drew Locke, who is probably the 41st worst quarterback in the league around Isn't there. Is it two firsts? You're right. I'm sorry. Sat, uh, Kyle edited accepted. that out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that means no. <laughs> yeah, no way he doesn't. Uh, what did you think, Seth, about your boy leaving Seattle? Do you feel Seattle got enough? Do you like the move for the Broncos? And how do you like this career move for your confidant, Russell Wilson? If by confidant you mean my one true love, um, then yes, that would be an appropriate word to use. Um, I mean, obviously it was disappointing for me because I just loved him in Seattle. I like Seattle as a city, and I, I become kind of a Seahawks fan, even though obviously the Vikings are still my number one team, but I mean, I bought and, you a Seattle Russell Wilson jersey just this last yeah. Christmas. That's on I'll me. I'll still wear it. 
I'll still wear it. Um, but as you alluded to, it's not like he went to the Packers or something horrible like LeBron did. So, um, you know, we like Denver. Nothing, nothing against Denver. Seems like there was kind of a mutual feeling of, okay, maybe Russ's time in Seattle has come to an end here, ready for something new. Um, so I hope things work out for him. I feel like from like a stats perspective and just quality of play perspective, Russ has been a little bit up and down the last couple of years. And I mean, we've talked on this podcast many times about Kyle's feelings around Pete Carroll and just the way that they have orchestrated that offense. Um, so I certainly would love to see a high powered offense led by Russell Wilson in Denver. Um, hard to know exactly what to expect, but I think a change of scenery will be good and feels like a bit of a year where he needs to prove himself and prove that he's still in that top tier quarterbacks. So I would expect him to do that. And um, yeah, after the Vikings extended Kirk Cousins, maybe I should just transfer to being a Denver fan permanently. I think so. I mean, yeah. you're already amongst the mountains right now. Why don't you just stay there? Right. Uh, Kyle, where does this leave Seattle and your favorite coach in the league, Pete Carroll? Can they use these picks to maybe make a sort of Patriots-esque, you know, turnaround in a couple of years where they lose their star quarterback and then fall into playoff contention again with some savvy moves? Do you see that in their future with them hanging on to Pete Carroll at his old age? He's, he's going to want to win again pretty soon, right? Yeah, uh, I don't see it happening. Um, We've seen Pete not be able to adjust to the times over the last few years as this league transforms, obviously, and moves away from the run-first nature. And that, you know, I feel like the teams that he's taken to the Super Bowl have kind of been, even when he's always had one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. So it's like, now you got Drew Locke. I feel like the backfield's still kind of up in the air. They're kind of using two to three running backs kind of all over the place. No one can stay healthy. I don't, you know, we think Tyler Lockett's good, but he's never had anyone other than Russ throwing the ball. Is Drew Locke really going to be the guy to be able to <laughs> unleash Tyler Lockett, probably not. So it's like, and they're, they've been, you know, just letting go of defensive players, like nothing too. So really what backbone do they have anymore? Besides the one that's kept intact by a mouthful of Pete Carroll's gum. So um, (laughs) I have no faith in Seattle. I think Denver is a, gotta be a, top five favorite for the Super Bowl now with this change. Their defense has been sneakily getting better and better again, back to kind of like the status that they were when they had Peyton Manning on their team. And, you know, they were just shutting teams down left and right. Um, So they've been building that up. They have offensive firepower at every point of the field, wide receiver, I know people are going to maybe say maybe not tight end, but Albert O is one of the most athletic tight ends that come out of college in the last few years. I think he's shown flashes when he was, you know, the second string tight end over the last year, year or two. 
You know, uh, I'm not surprised you're talking about the second string tight end, but I actually agree with you on this one. <laughs> right. Yeah. And obviously Javante Williams, who's I think last year showed us he's can easily be the first or second best running back in the NFL, given, you know, a full starter's workload, which if they don't do anything with Melvin Gordon, which they, why would they at this point? He should have this year. So all, yep. all signs are pointing up for Denver this year. I like it for Denver, especially since they didn't have to give up Shortan, their prized cornerback, who is yep. the next champ Bailey. So that's great for them. They get a quarterback. They ha- they've been searching for a quarterback for 10 years since Peyton Manning and his noodle Essentially. left them. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> I mean, for them. we were talking about them early on last season about possibly, you know, what can can they actually be? Uh, maybe some type of contender the way Teddy Bridgewater was looking. Now you drop in a top five quarterback in the league in there. Come on. You know, the problem though, and we'll talk more about this in a second, is they still might be the third or fourth best team in their division. I mean, the teams in the AFC West are in an arms race right now, (laughs) stacking up. You got the Chiefs with Patty. You know, we know how great they are. We got the Chargers. They signed Khalil Mack, formerly of our Bears. And um, we got the Raiders. Let's talk about that right now. What's there to talk about? They still have Derek Carr. What's there to talk about? Who just signed Devontae Adams. So they traded. So that was the other bombshell we received recently. Um, The Raiders traded for Devontae Adams from the Packers for – one first and one second. I was pretty shocked they didn't have to give up a second first uh, for what I consider to be the best wide receiver in the league. Um, and Cooper Cup may have something to say about that, but certainly he's up there. And uh, Kyle, it sounds like you don't love it for them. I think, I think that they. I mean, it's they great for the team as a whole. I just, I have no faith in Derek Carr. There's no reason to have faith in Derek Carr. <laughs> I think that. So first of all, they had to pay him twenty-eight million whatever I'll pay Devontae Adams 28 million um Derek gets reunited with his Fresno State running mate in uh Devontae Adams Fresno State does that sound right I think so I took a shot with their college I have absolutely no idea if that's right they played together in college I gotta say I kind of sneaky like Derek Carr there I said it okay he throws a beautiful deep ball he's been waiting for a number one wide receiver who won't be you know thrown off the team and I think he has it now in Devontae. I mean, obviously he has it in Devontae. And I think I look kind of sneaky like this team is a long shot to win the division. They just need to shore up their offensive line a bit. They got Chandler Jones as well. I like the Raiders. There, I said it. I like it more than the Broncos. The Raiders are a better team if their backup quarterback's playing. I'll tell you that right now. Who's their backup quarterback? Marcus Mariota, isn't it? No, he's gone. Forget about him. He's starting. He's starting for the Falcons now. Oh, that's right. That just happened too. After the QB carousel, I don't. Mean, I couldn't even tell you then who their second string quarterback is, but I definitely like him better than Derek Carr. <laughs> what if I told you it was Nathan Peterman? <laughs> don't even give me give him another look. <laughs> Seth, what do you think? What do you think about this? And how how do you think it leads the Packers now that they're without their number one wide receiver? It's well, actually Garrett Gilbert, even better. <laughs> nice. Uh, I'm probably in between y'all. I mean, I think Derek can look really good in certain games, but again, hard to have a lot of faith in him. And 
I certainly wouldn't pick them to win the division. Um, <clears throat> it's absolutely bizarre. One of the more shocking sports stories that I can remember, um, or at least like shocking times that a team has traded someone explicitly because they just signed Aaron Rodgers. And you would think that the whole point of Aaron coming back and, you know, mending that relationship with the Packers organization was because on the field, they, you know, they were the number one seed last year. Everything was going well for them. And so much of that was because of the connection between Rogers and Adams. And so it's like, why the hell are they trading him now? If anything, they didn't really have the chips. It was Devontae was holding all the chips. That's what essentially. Is, is surprising, right? Why would Devontae want yeah. out? And also, why would Aaron sign off on it? Did he sign off? Did Aaron know this beforehand? It, he had to, you, right? You think. But then again, you would this think, is what. Then why was, would he sign with them? That's the thing, too. Like, I was talking to uh, a friend that's a Packers fan, and he's like, obviously, you know. Aaron had to have known beforehand, but it's like, you're going to tell me with all the moves that front office has made over the years, questionable moves, extremely questionable that, and never talked to Rogers about making any of them, like drafting a backup quarterback in the first round of the drafts, who's never going to see the field uh, that you, you are sure that they ran this by him. I don't, <laughs> I don't believe it, but. I mean, this, he wouldn't even look at anyone else besides Devontae in the playoffs, and now he's gone. Who is he possibly going to go? Because no one else can catch. <laughs> yeah, they're, I think they have to draft a QB in the first round or sign a free agent, wide receiver. right? Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, yeah, wide receiver. There's no way they're rolling out MBS, Lazard, and Randall Cobb. I don't even it, think Randall Cobb could walk anymore. <laughs> it's very strange. Like, I, I would have assumed that Aaron Rodgers would only sign his contract if he was assured that Devontae was going to stay there. I'm pretty sure I read somewhere too, that the Packers were willing to match the offer that. Yes. Yeah. And, and he said, I want out. So it wasn't even money. They were offering the same money that the Raiders were. Yeah. What? I wonder if he's just done with Rogers antics, which I mean, maybe, you know, I have a conspiracy theory too. (laughs) How in the NBA now, like, players will just sign the large money deal with their team and then ask for a trade later. Yeah. I wonder like, if Rogers will, will be the first really to have the yeah. NFL. Yeah. Why so not? He's like, let me secure the bag. I'll play in this cold ass winter for one more year. And then I'll just ask out. Yeah. Could be, could be very, very nice for our division though, boys, isn't it? You love to see it. You do. I mean, it's a rebuilding year for the bears anyways, but yeah. It's still it's good to know. For the future. Is it That's not? our secret. <laughs> this time's different. All right. <laughs> I mean, without so Devontae, the pack, I, I'm not, I don't even consider them the contenders anymore. Like, unless they get a wide receiver that's worth any ilk, right? Like, I'm not even putting them back into that inner circle anymore. Unless Aaron Jones is going to like play out of the slot and they're just going to run two running backs on the field at all times. I could see Aaron, like randomly, Aaron Jones is probably going to have like, what, 12 targets a game now this year? For real. Because who else are they going to throw to? I mean, he so. already was only throwing to him and Devontae. So. Right. <laughs> yeah, run. they could run a little Chubb hunt with uh, Jones and yeah. Corey Dillon and his thick thunder thighs. 
AJ so Dillon, yeah. Work out. Oh, yeah, sorry. I always say Corey Dillon. I kind of miss Corey Dillon. I think that's why. Uh, <laughs> last thing, Deshaun Watson to the Browns. We all knew it was going to happen, that a team was going to sign him. Now, he got two firsts or three firsts. Now, I'm, I'm not sure anymore about my first. I thought he also got two he firsts. Got Is that right? Okay, he got three. So, you know. That's why I was surprised. Yeah, I mean, he also got 230 guaranteed, I think. He got more guaranteed money than Rodgers. And the Browns gave up three firsts, which is more than Russ, with someone who hasn't played in a year and has 22 uh, sexual slash sexual assault slash sexual harassment case pending. So I'm not really sure why they thought that that was such a secure thing. They must think that legally that's all behind him. Otherwise, I don't know why they throw a 230 million guaranteed at him. And he's going to get suspended this year at the very least. One would hope. I mean, and, yeah. just just to rant for a second, I think we've talked about this when we first heard about the case. But it's like, how hard is it to just get a massage and not coerce the massage therapist to give you a blowjob? Like, repeatedly to 20 different people. And then... I mean, we all know at this point that our criminal legal system is fucked beyond repair. And so the fact that they, you know, the grand jury decided that there wasn't enough evidence to have criminal charges against him means nothing. Not surprising. Yeah. And, but of course, that's like enough, enough of ground to stand on for the NFL to say, well, there is no criminal charges. So what can we do? Um, and that's the way it works. But and then you compare it, you compare that to, you know, Colin Kaepernick, Calvin Ridley, the consequences right. that that players have for so much less. It's infuriating. So um, yeah. I will certainly be enjoying uh, cheering against the Browns this year. And I hope that the that the Cleveland ownership feels some amount of pressure from fans or something. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, if it's, they win games, it's, that's all good. They're a moralist team, as they've shown when they signed Kareem Hunt. Right. Who, at that point, we also weren't sure if he was going to play again, right? What team, would, what team would want Kareem Hunt? Well, the Browns would do it. Apparently, a team that has nothing to lose and has given nothing to their fan base, essentially, in however many years – can do whatever they want and as long as they toss some w's in the uh in the win column fans are still going to be there so and what i was going to say earlier is that the, the other thing is they say they do their research and then you know the person that was representing all the women with their cases said that the team hasn't contacted him or any of the women to ask about any of the claims so what fucking research are you doing it's a joke dude it's an absolute joke and yes. I just, it's just very tiring. So I hope they lose a lot of fans. I'm surely not going to be cheering from them anymore and they don't care because they're just going to keep making money like they always do. So. Well, this is new. Um, now they're trying to trade Baker Mayfield. So any Too takers right? you think? <laughs> you think so, Seth, over Kirk I Cousins? was volunteering as a taker. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, Obviously not going to happen, but I would take him over Kirk any day. So, I that's a close one. <laughs> I don't know. Is I'm not though? a big Baker guy. I mean, 
you don't see Kirk Cousins making State Farm commercials. That's all I'll say. Exactly. <laughs> Although he probably is the worst athlete to have like a bunch of commercials in history, right? That's what I said. Person- Personality-wise, I think he's probably one of the best. Yeah. Oh, he's great on the ads. Yeah. yeah. But if he's a backup, do they keep running the ads? That's what I'm saying. Like, what is he going to sign as a back? Do you think he's going to get a starting job next year? It sounds well, like teams where, want where would he go? That's the thing. Like, like the it's Seattle, stopped. right? It's Seattle has an opening. Carolina has an opening. Uh, Plus, I mean, does, where is Houston he going to have live? an opening? If he can't live in this Cleveland <laughs> stadium anymore, he's got to sell be... his home. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. The merry-go-round has kind of stopped, right? Like, I think. I mean, Seattle has lock, and they'll probably draft like Malik Willis or something. Same with the Steelers, who have Mitch Trubisky. I mean, that's this, does ago. Seattle have that high of a pick? Malik's well, they have like top five. They have number nine overall, I think. No, I guess. Yeah, number nine overall. So yeah, they could they could take a quarterback for sure. Malik's going top five. <laughs> well, I mean, there's going to be some trading up, probably. You know, because um, a lot of those people at the top don't need a quarterback. So, yeah, there's not really a lot of landing places for him. And it sounds like they want a pick back, and people are like, we're not getting you a pick. So. No, I mean, they don't hold any of the cards now. That's why you shot, you signed Deshaun Watson. You yeah. throw, you know, you're playing your cards face up while everyone else is hiding there still. <laughs> yeah. And it's exactly. like, what do you, how do you plan to bargain with the team when they know that you're not going to sign him anyway? So they could either just hold out and wait until he's released and sign him for nothing, or you yeah. could take the second or the third round pick they're willing to give you. <laughs> yep. Uh, real quick, any strong thoughts on Wentz to the Commodores? Commodores, that's the first time I've said that. Is that right? No, Commanders. God, what a terrible name. <laughs> Commodores should have just cool. stayed the football team, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun. I liked that, honestly. Now they're, everyone's going to call them the commies. <laughs> Uh, so Wentz to the commies and, uh, Matt Ryan to the Colts. Any, any thoughts, Kyle? I mean, we know Wentz sucks, so that's just another classic move for Washington. Yeah. Ryan maybe props up the Colts a little bit. Yeah. I mean, Ryan's definitely not a downgrade from Wentz. And I think you could probably look to him to make less mistakes than Carson Wentz did. Um, yeah, I don't think either of them at this point in their careers are quarterbacks. You're like, you're relying on them to win a game. You're not feeling great either way, but you can at least feel good that Matt Ryan should make better decisions down the stretch in times of duress than Carson Wentz did. (laughs) Can you imagine if Andrew Luck just hadn't retired? You know, I mean, then, then the Colts would, have had the same quarterback for like five years instead of five different quarterbacks. Exactly. Five. They have such a strong team around the quarterback position. If I mean, look at just stayed. You never know how it would have gone with draft picks because luck would have had them at a better record and, and worse picks, but still. Yeah. I mean, I, I think Bill Simmons like threw it out there. Like maybe they give him a call now, see if he'll come back. I just saw the other day that I don't know if it was the Colts. I didn't read. I just saw a headline that, um, at least one team was trying to convince him to come out of retirement. It's like, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. And I would no. certainly now after the Matt Ryan thing, but um, speaking of coming yeah, from retirement, we should, we should mention hmm. Tom Brady, huh? Tom Brady came back from retirement. I got, I guess somehow I wasn't that surprised. I never really, 
bought it as much. I don't know. And there is there's a lot of talk that he really wanted to go to the Niners, but the Bucks were like, if you're coming back, you're coming back with us. And he's like, all right, I guess I'm coming back with you. So run yeah. it back. And that's the only scenario that makes sense to me why he retired in the first place yeah. is if he was trying to maneuver to make it to San Francisco. Like Fran. what Gronk did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Gronk like sat out a year, didn't he? Mm-hmm. When he retired. So, mm-hmm. but I'm like, why would you even retire like whatever it was three weeks yeah. after the Super Bowl? Just wait. Just wait. And you don't have to tell us immediately. Like, I, that was kind of weird to me, unless he was like 100% sure. So, I mean, obviously, you're going to want to yeah. retire three weeks after you play. You're like, ah, I'm going to do this shit again. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. It'll be another another year of the same with the Bucks. Cakewalk to the division title, probably. I mean, now that Ryan left that division, Jameis Winston is the same starter. Kyle, don't. And the Panthers are still looking for a quarterback. <laughs> I mean, it should be a cakewalk to the division, I would think. So. I think he just wanted to make sure that uh, Godwin was coming back. That's true. Godwin back, too. So it be interesting. Let's switch gears to basketball. First, let's hit the big leagues, as they call it, the NBA. National Basketball Association. I don't know if you've heard it. Oh, should we ask Kyle the trivia question I got wrong, Seth? So I I told Seth I was embarrassed because there's a trivia question, and I was like the one person who knew sports at the trivia at the bar, and it was uh, how many MVPs the Boston Celtics have had in their history. Now, I will say I asked Seth, and he got it wrong, so I did not feel as bad. (laughs) It's a tough one. I'm so bad at trivia, man. Um, so we know Bill Russell and Larry Bird, obviously. Right, yeah. I had those two penciled in. Or, uh, There's a tough third one. Penned in. Okay, so just keep telling me all the ones that I'm forgetting, and I'll add them all. <laughs> so Dave Collins was the other one I thought of, because I remember that because that was a weird one. So that's three. They had Dave Collins, Bill Russell, and Larry Bird. And I said three, because I was like, no one else at this bar is even going to know who the fuck Dave Collins is. I got this in the bag. What I didn't realize, <laughs> yeah, what I did realize was they had a fourth one, Bob Cousy, the first year of the NBA, won oh, the MVP, and I never one. knew. I know, I never knew he even won it. Yeah, I, I said to Sam, I'm like, I know it's Bill, Larry, and Cowens, so I'm going to say three. Maybe That's it's the... four if Bob Cousy had one, but yeah. Yeah. That's, those are the only MVPs the Celtics have ever had? Yeah. yeah, Havlicek never won one. Yeah, KG Havlicek didn't would win. be the other. I was going to say but, KG yeah. never won one either. Yeah, I guess not. I mean, but. he did. I think he did with Minnesota. Right, right. With Minnesota, I knew but that. That doesn't. It definitely, he yet. was definitely like in the con- like top, not the conversation. Sorry, Seth. That's going to trigger. I was, I was, <laughs> assuming, I would have said four, assuming that it was somebody Garnett, else. Yeah. Still probably would have yeah. got it right then because I didn't, I wouldn't have right. thought. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> The other uh, one was exponentially easier. It's like, what player set the record for touchdowns as a running back in 2003 for the Colts or something? Yeah, it was, it was literally just like, it was like, no, it was like, who, who was the first to have 100 receptions and 1,000 yards as a running back for the Chargers in 2003? I was like, okay, Dane and Tomlinson. Mm-hmm. But people at the bar were guessing like Tom Brady. <laughs> Just any name that they could think of, yeah. KG anyway, uh, along, got third. Along. KG got third, by the way, in 2008. 
Yeah. Uh, is there so, still a chance that Jason Tatum pulls it off this year, the way the Celtics are playing now? <laughs> I saw I saw today. It was on it was on TV or something. They're saying Tatum's is in the race now. And we are in the conversation, please. Yeah. Kendrick Perkins was on the broadcast uh, the other day, yesterday, maybe with Scal. And he was saying that Tatum should be in the top five and that he's surpassed John Morant in that. I could see it. Race. Obviously, he's been incredible, and I think the Celtics could beat any team in the league right now. But if the Celtics somehow pull this off and finish first in the East, does Tatum win this? No, I don't think that's going to happen. So let's let's talk about where we have for MVP right now. There's only three candidates: it's Jokic, Giannis, and Embiid. And four, um, Jason Tatum. No, I would say my order right now, you guys can tell me if you disagree, would be Jokic, uh, Giannis, then Embiid. Because I just think that Jokic has had the least help all year. Their records, it's that, you know, they're basically the same. I mean, the Nuggets are 42 and 30. The Sixers and the Bucks are both 44 and 27. So you might as well throw that out the window. Forget about the record, you know? And you see Jokic out there with Will Barton as the second best player, you know, whereas Giannis has Chris and Drew. And Embiid now is hard, and that's what really puts it over the edge for me. Yeah, I mean, I'm always gonna have Jokic first. So, Jokic. <laughs> I mean, the yeah. man's averaging 26, 14, and eight. I mean, that's pretty good, right? Yeah, I think we all in agreement on this. And I think one of the stats that spoke volumes to me was that if you take away Jokic's passing in the post, he's still the most efficient post scorer and as we all know he's the best passing big man ever so it's like yeah yeah it's not defensively he's approved too he's no longer a slouch Mm -hmm. on that end yeah um so and uh, i just wanted to mention quickly this scoring title is going to be insane this year that race because Giannis, Embiid, and uh lebron are all at 29.8 points per game going into the final 10 games yeah if any one of them had take made an extra bucket so far this year he'd be winning yeah it's gonna be awesome i think uh, it'll be lebron i think you know he has the shitty team he can just take all yeah, the shots that's all he he's doing is trying to score so and i'm loving it personally yeah. uh first team all nba i just want to take the temperature of the room it's a little hot in here for me uh i think if they let us you got to put Embiid and Jokic on the first team if they let you put one as a forward as I mean, Jokic is a point guard, so why not put him at guard? Exactly. Last time they let him put him at forward and center. So if they do that again, yeah. I think you got to put those three big men in. You got to put Jokic and beat and Giannis, and then the guards get very interesting. Um, I think it's a matter of taste between Steph, Luca, John, LeBron. It's LeBron's ja. also uh, eligible at guard. I have LeBron and John in mind, but if you want to make a case for Steph and Luca, I wouldn't say no. Yeah, no, it's LeBron and Ja for sure. What do you think, Seth? Do you want to make a case for the other two? Um, you don't I think they put say stuff, but I think Luca has a has an argument over Jonathan. As much as I love him, um, especially the last couple months of the season, I feel like Luca's maybe been playing slightly higher level. But he has really come on, hasn't he? Yeah. I mean, there's no wrong answers in my mind. Those are those are four incredible players. Um, I almost feel like LeBron gets deserves the first team not just because of the way, you know, because of past performance. Maybe that's unfair. And maybe Steph deserves that too. 
I don't know. I mean, it has nothing to do with past performance. I, can I know it does. Tell doesn't. you where the Lakers would be if Bill Brown was on that team playing <laughs> the level he's playing at. You think they roll out Russ in that team? They can't get to thirty wins. Come on now. <laughs> uh, what do we think about the title? I want to check in. I'm going. I'm going Suns as a lock out of the West, and then I'm going. I'm guess I'm going Bucks. So basically, a repeat of last year. Suns Celtics, baby. Hmm. It's the first time you said it out loud. How does it feel? Feels great. Never <laughs> felt better. Um, I mean, I might. Grizzlies Celtics. <laughs> Let's what see. is Kyle's happening? Jinxing, Kyle's jinxing me again. Um, Sam, I'm surprised uh, after last pod. Why wouldn't you pick the Sixers? I mean, according to you last time, James Harden and Joel Embiid were like the second coming of Kobe and Shaq. I never said that. I never said that. I would never say that from last time. I, we talked on last time. I just said they look really good. I still think they look really good. I would still put them in the top tier with the Bucks and the heat. Interesting. Seems like that's the top three seeds. I'm not saying anything crazy, but that's what I said last time too. I said, they're firmly in that top tier for me. I just saw that's embarrassing for you because Harden is himself, and I would take, like, five teams over the Sixers in the East. Really? Who would you take over them? I, w- I think the Celtics might deserve to be in that top tier now as one, but I don't know who else you'd take over them. Celtics, Bucks, Heat, Nets, definitively. That's our eighth seed. Do you see them play each other? <laughs> the Nets won by 30. What more do you need to see? It's true. But the Nets are an eight seed. That's gonna be a tough road. The Nets have like okay, so KD is better than Embiid. Kyrie is better than anyone on the anyone else on the Sixers. Well, can he play and all the games? Hopefully not. <laughs> I mean, obviously I'm I'm not cheering for either of those teams, but I know. What would we even do if they well, who would we cheer for? I found myself cheering for the Nets last time they were playing. Same. That would be despicable though. I mean, we still want it, of course. I'm just saying last time we had a pod, Sam was on Kyle's side, and I was the lone person of reason saying, Hey, they've beaten like three shitty teams. Let's settle down here. Mm-hmm. And now they got destroyed by the Nets. And I don't care about that Nets game. (laughs) Yeah, James Harden didn't seem to care about it either. So big surprise. He definitely did not. And basically the only good team that they've beaten with Harden is Dallas. And I guess Chicago, depending on how you feel about the Bulls, is a good team. So I mean, I haven't changed my stance since last spot. I think they're still in that top tier. That was my question. (laughs) I still prefer the Bucks though. I mean, how could you not after that run, right? They've already been there, done that. I'll tell you one thing. The Sixers do not want to play the Nets. It seems like they're trying to avoid the one seed. But they might end up falling into the two seed and play them in two seven. It's, man, it could be happening. That's all we want. It's all we want, baby. Please, Lord. (laughs) Um, All right, let's hit March Madness real quick before we head out. We're down to the Sweet 16. Everyone's brackets are soups busted, as always. Um, I want to get the temperature of Kyle 
alone because he's the only person that we trust to tell us about these things, even though his brackets and last in our group. Uh, but he goes for the leverage plays. You know this. What, mm-hmm. what do you what do you see happening in the Sweet 16, Kyle? You see any upsets moving on? You see a, a St. Peter's or a or a Michigan moving on? Houston's moving on. Mm, that would be bad for me. Down goes Duke as well. Wow, I have that, so that's good. Yeah, uh, it depends on that St. Peter's Purdue game. It's interesting. St. Peter's is looks like a completely different team compared to how they played during the normal season. Um, Peacocks. Yeah. Baby. Uh, But, you know, Purdue's hot and cold. They always, they have been all year. Uh, Obviously they've looked good so far, but one of the things you got to think about too, is like with this season, uh, on a team like Purdue where there's, more freshmen and sophomores playing and then you have these smaller school teams that come into the tournament like you have and this year especially with some of the players that get like their extra year because of the because of covid you got like 23 maybe 24 year olds playing against 18 19 year olds those grown men and the small schools are getting those transfers now that the transfer portal is open so they're kind of building their team through transfers and they can hang with these big teams. Um, I, I think that Houston, Arizona game is going to be really, really close. I think the lines at one Arizona, half, so. Arizona should have lost the other night. That was know. an awesome game. I don't know what the referees were doing on that last possession of the game. He got and, pushed. They didn't call it. Yeah. And then when he got pushed, he dribbled over the the half court right. line so if anything it should have been an over back <laughs> exactly didn't call that nope and then they just let arizona waltz down the court and almost have a buzzer beater layup <laughs> and of course he tried to dunk it which obviously he should have laid it up because he didn't have time to dunk it Game it was just fixed. that's why i love march madness so much the refs are not as good as the nba the players aren't as good as the nba they make stupid mistakes and it's just wild it's madness you might say do you have a title favorite for us coming out of the Sweet 16, Kyle? Houston. I I had Houston, Tennessee uh, in the Elite Eight always. Or always. Uh, I was torn on who to pick, and whoever won in that matchup in my original bracket, I had winning the title anyways. I had Tennessee, so obviously I was wrong. So now that we only have Houston left, just going to roll with Houston. Wow. Uh, I'll tell you what, out of the past 21 national championships, uh, 20 of them were won by number one, two, or three seeds. So that would be a very, very unlikely outcome. According to 538, Houston actually has better odds than Arizona to win the championship, too. But they're not favored in the game, so that's very interesting. What is Vegas up to? (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I mean, that would be crazy. That almost never happens. Yeah, I think the last one was UConn. In the, sweet, in the Sweet 16, they have Houston as a 52% chance to beat Arizona. I think on a similar note, I'm just going to take whoever comes out of that game Yeah, for the championship. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Exciting, though. Yeah. I love March Madness. It's my favorite time of the year. Same. I love watching my bracket get busted. Seth, any, any last thoughts on March Madness? I've barely watched any of the games. I did watch it in the Arizona game. That was fun. 
um, and my bracket is just straight cheeks like every year. So yeah, I'm kind of chilling. Love to hear that from local corn. Actually, West Coast correspondent <laughs> Seth, you're in Gonzaga territory. So yeah. you got to root that. You got to root that. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for the pod. We hit three sports, not the usual fourth we hit in minor league handball, but Hopefully I think we'll, we'll next week. Yeah. Kyle, any last thoughts for the listeners? Absolutely not. See ya. <laughs>